You've seen it. Sir, resistance fighters. We need more troops. Pull the division out. Forget the droid. We have what we need. Three Guys in a Mouse, Season 1, Episode 25. Hi guys and welcome to another great episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. What's up? And Hunter. How's it going? And our mouse, or should I say minion, this week, James, <laughs> since he chose to come in in a Universal Property shirt. Hey, how's it going? Skippy, <laughs> <laughs> skippy in. Yeah. No, uh, but uh, on this week's episode, we're, we're just going to do news because uh, we actually went way overboard in some reviewing. So uh, let's uh, get going on that and please enjoy. So to start off the news, uh, like we have been for quite a while, we're going to talk some Star Wars because today is Monday the 4th, which means tomorrow is the 5th, which is Star Wars Day forever. <laughs> so... Uh, how excited are you guys to own Star Wars? I know I already own it digitally, That's you're so uh, I'm uh, I'm on top right now. But <laughs> I even have the special features. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh, we don't even need to talk about how excited we all are to get this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out. I mean, I want to point out James uh, shook his head in agreement. <laughs> Not understanding that this is audio. <laughs> <laughs> no one sees that. Uh, it's implied. I still do it. What's funny at my store is uh, we have right now 2,000 copies. And I believe that we're going to sell it all one day. I, w I wouldn't be surprised. No doubt. Um, personally though, uh, like I said, I, I had pre-ordered it on um, Disney... What's that thing called? Disney Movies Anywhere? Uh... Or I didn't pre-order it. Uh, actually, my sister-in-law purchased it for me, so I have it already. Uh, it came out on Friday, on the first, and the digital copy. First of all, it's beautiful, just because <laughs> it it's it's an amazing movie. So uh, it's beautiful in general, but the special features already, I I'm in love with it. Like I I was up until like 2 a.m. last night watching special features. Like I watched. Uh, um, almost all of them actually. Like, uh, one of my favorites is they had John Williams on there talking about, like, getting to do the music for this and how he's, like, almost 90, year 90 years old now, but he still hopes to do all of the Star Wars movies and he loves that, you know, that Star Wars is something that he's gotten to grow, grow with. And he points out a lot of, like, very interesting things, uh, that I'll be honest, like, I had noticed in the movie, but it was, like, nice hearing that it was purposely done. He said that, you know, J.J. said to him that he wanted uh, this new movie to, you know, feel like the old ones, to feel like, uh, you know, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. So what he did is uh, he purposely, in the music for this new movie, a lot of the music is actually, like, um, old parts of music that he updated with, like, new parts to it. Like, he actually points out that uh, the Kylo Ren, um, like music was like uh, one of the more complicated ones because he said he wanted it to have the feel of like the Imperial March for Darth Vader, but 
uh, he also wanted it to be different. And he said, and he points out that it's because Kylo Ren wants to be Darth Vader, but he's not. So he's like, right. so the music does the same thing. It parallels that same style music, but it's not. And I, which, I, to me, listening to him say that, I'm like, genius, all around genius. I was just gonna say, he's a genius, man. Like, imagine if he passed away. Like, he probably already had backup plans about like his music. Like, Don't worry. <laughs> I have paper ready for you guys. Uh, I imagine something on the scale of like uh, the Fortress of Solitude in uh, Superman where you like put in like a crystal and it's like, you know, it's a projection of his face and he's like, for this orchestration, oh, he's still doing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I know like, uh, yeah, there's like so many interesting things. Like one, one of the best things I think is uh, there's a feature about the lightsaber duel. And um, one thing I had read a lot of interviews, and I know, like, even for us that we all agreed on was, like, a, it was the lighting of it. Like, the seeing the lighting of the lightsabers on them was actually, like, something you had never really thought about that you had never seen. And watching the feature, I did not realize that what they did is, like, normally the way they do Star Wars movies, and they've always done it this way, it's, you know, the metal, uh, the metal lightsaber with a long green stick on it that they, you know, they later put in the lightsaber. What they did is these were actually like the FX lightsabers that we have. So they had the actual lightsaber with a light pole on it of the color. And that's how they were able to get the coloring on their face of the battle. And I'm just like, oh my, like to me, I was like, blew my mind. Like <laughs> no cool. one had thought of doing this before. Wow, that's like, really, that's real. Yeah, yeah. Real, instead oh. of added effects. Yeah, that like that that's just one of those things too that um I actually listened to JJ Abrams. He was talking about a uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. But he was on a late night or uh, late show with uh, Stephen Colbert and he said that, you know, one thing he thinks a lot of film directors uh you know uh the mistake that they make nowadays is that they think everything has to be special effects. And he's like there has to be a level of real. And he and uh, I've heard him on podcasts and stuff talk about Star Wars that that was his biggest thing about Star Wars is he's like, it has to feel real. He's like, if you just CGI everything, then nothing's real and you know it and you feel it. And that's like, that's actually one of the things I know we said it in our review of the movie. That was one of the things we all specifically loved about Star Wars is it felt so real. I had to give him applause for that. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Yes. It's like... When I was watching, like, uh, from, like, episode one, two, and three, like, the behind the scene, like, you're right, it's just, a, like, a stick. Like, I remember, like, playing, like, in the backyard, like, grabbing some stick. It was very light. So, when you actually put the real lightsaber, I mean, you do get some weight, like, out yeah. of the fight. I know, I know, um, that was actually one thing Daisy Ridley and her, uh, her stunt double said, is that they were practicing with the, uh, with, uh, basically, like, bamboo sticks to do the lightsaber, the choreography of the lightsaber duel, and then they said that when they were given the actual lightsaber, because it has the light pole in it, they didn't realize that they were heavy, and they're like, all of a sudden it was like, all of that practice was for nothing, because they're like, now we have to relearn this, because this thing is actually a lot heavier than a stick is. <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. It's not like uh, episode three, when Anakin and Obi-Wan fight, they just like, move the lightsaber like it's very light, Yeah. but like on the new one, like, like for Ray, you know, they know like the lightsaber is a little bit of weight because when she swings it, you know. Yeah, I I know she said that uh, that was actually one thing she liked about it was that uh, it gave it more, it gave it like a better performance for them as actors because it 
uh, she said like you could see it uh, in the way that they used it, that there was weight to it, that it was an actual thing they were swinging, not just like basically, like you said, like in the in the first ones, they just kind of do it like it's nothing. <laughs> and well, realistically, Yoda flips around and no one freaks out. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> at what level? <laughs> uh, it's true that like to, to piggyback on what you're saying, um, I didn't really think about that. But if they if they had like the you know super FX one that's heavy. It also adds for uh, Kylo Ren because that means when he's swinging and he looks aggressive, he's probably got to be a little more aggressive because of the added weight, which oh, yeah. just adds to his performance. Cause... And, and I know, like, uh, if anyone out there has been to like uh, the Star Wars launch bay and actually held the Kylo Ren like FX lightsaber or the Black Series lightsaber, it is heavy. That is a heavy lightsaber. So, like, imagine like. <laughs> Because uh, I will say, like, of course, theirs looked different because it was realistically, it was like, it was like a light inside of it. Like, you know, and, and you can tell looking at it. Of course, they had a CGI on top of it, but I still think, I'm like, it, it was genius because it perfectly captured the coloring of the scenes. Um, yeah, there, dude, there's just so many things about Star Wars. We could go endlessly on this. Uh, which I would love to do, but uh, <laughs> we we do have to move on at some point. Let, uh, anyone have any last thoughts on Star Wars? Just get your copy on Tuesday uh, morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know we've said it before. Uh, Target has a they have um, a special cover, which theirs has uh, actually the single shots of the characters on it. Uh, when you open it up, so it'll have like the Finn, you know, poster, the Ray, Kylo Ren, and all that Han Solo. Uh, it also has like, uh, I think they said it's 20 minutes extra feature where it's an interview with uh, um, John Boyega who was Finn and Daisy Ridley who was Rey. Uh, I believe Best Buy has theirs. It's a, I think they have a steel case for theirs. Um, realistically though, we're, we're target people so that's where we're going. Yep. All right, Either so, way, just get the copy. <laughs> yeah. get, get this movie. It's, it's, it's definitely worth owning. Um, I, oh yeah, that was one thing I wanted to mention too. One thing that I flipped out about is that it has a, uh, an hour-long feature on it, uh, on the special features, and it's called, like, re uh, Reawakening, uh, the franchise or something like that, and it's actually about, like, the whole process of, like, doing this new movie, and to me, I was just like, oh my god, like, an hour? Yes! <laughs> the only thing I will complain about is my digital copy does not have any director commentary or any commentary, which I'm I'm a big guy for commentary. Like, anyone that knows me knows I love commentary. I, I was watching, uh, actually, A New Hope the other day with the commentary on. Very interesting things that, uh, that um, George Lucas points out almost immediately. Those are the best. Yeah, like, like one of the biggest ones I thought, like, uh, I, well, I'm just, you know, even though I was trying to close this out, I'm going to add this on just because. But, uh... One of the biggest things I never realized was that uh, the first, you know, the first ship you see, the one that, um, you know, Ant, uh, who is it, um, not Antilles, uh, whatever, uh, the one that C-3PO and Pr uh, Princess Leia and R2-D2 are on, oh, yeah. that ship was actually supposed to be the Millennium Falcon, but what happened is that the Flash Gordon movie came out and his ship, I guess, looks like that, so they decided, they were like, oh, you know, it's too similar, so we have to redesign the Millennium Falcon, and then... Um, and I love the way George Lucas put this. He was, uh, he was trying to come up with a new design and he's eating a hamburger and he realized, he's like, all spaceships are always shown to be long and like rectangular and he's eating the hamburger and he's like, why can't a spaceship look like this? And I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, 
You are out of your mind. You ate a hamburger and were inspired to create the Millennium Falcon. Like, oh, no. insanity. And then what's funny is if you really look at the Millennium Falcon now, you realize that it is a hamburger. Because it's, it's two buns. And then, like, I... As a kid, because like I, I still have it, but I have a huge like you know Millennium Falcon for my Star Wars toys. Uh, and the thing is, is that you know the side part, it, it almost looks like a grilled patty. <laughs> and like I never understood why it looked that way. And then you hear that commentary, and you're like, that's why, that's why it looks like that. Like oh my, that right, that that's that's really what it comes down to, though. It's like when it comes to filmmaking, those are the things you have to have. You have to have like. Great ideas like that. It can't be, you know, Zack Snyder style, where you're just like, I, I love comic books, so I'm going to give you shots I've seen from comic books, iconic shots. It's like, yeah, but if there's no plot in there, no one gives a crap that you've got all this cool stuff in there. That's why Batman v Superman is awful. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, throw his last bit of hate, guys. I just have to throw that in. Uh, I will say, it's not awful, but uh, I, I think the best review I read for uh, Batman v Superman um, oh, which no. I'm gonna say right here is uh, it was someone it was so it was someone in the comic book uh, collecting fan group on uh, Facebook. He said, uh, "Go see Zootopia instead. Zootopia is much better," and that is so true. Everyone loves Zootopia. I, well, I know. I think Hunter, you're the only one that hasn't seen Batman versus Superman, right? He's the lucky one. I, I don't uh, think I need to see it. <laughs> I know. I know. James and George did not like it. Um, I mean, put it this way, it felt like I got robbed. Uh, I, I feel like it was just way too much. But yeah. then the movie felt too long, too. Which yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was way too much, but the movie was too long, too. So uh, just too much information for a movie that was boring. <laughs> well, I mean, like, there's, there's a lot of negative things in there. Like, uh, you know, when it really comes down to it, it's a two and a half hour movie that feels two and a half hours. Yes. It's not like, for instance, The Dark Knight is almost three hours long. You, at no point do you feel like it's three hours long. You're just sitting there like, we need to stop the Joker, <laughs> but at the same time, he is awesome. <laughs> and, and you know, like, I, I talked about it with my friends and, uh, you know, that was one big thing that they pointed out is that, um, you know, when it comes down to it, it's like, Zack Snyder's, ar his argument for why Batman v Superman is good, but it's because people are so blinded by Marvel. He's like, well, you know, uh, the thing is, is that I'm going for more dramatic and more realistic. And I'm sitting here like, Christopher Nolan's Batman movies are completely dramatic and completely realistic. But the thing is, is that they're good movies. Like, unarguably, Dark Knight is one of the, oh, actually, I'm just gonna straight say it. Dark Knight is the best comic book movie out there. And that's because it's a great movie. But Zack Snyder gets too hung up on trying to connect to the comic book so much. And it's like, like I've seen a bunch of posts where it's like, they show you shots from, uh, from the movie, from Batman versus Superman, that are from the comic books. And I'm like, like, you know, like it's stuff like Superman at the Senate hearing. Or, or like, you know, but the thing is, is like you see them and you're like, yeah, but who cares? Like the movie, the plot wasn't good. The, the reason why they stopped fighting is probably the most moronic reason I've ever seen. <laughs> Martha is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> now we're friends. It's just, it's that's stopped. his mom's name too. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. 
Have that, you guys seen, just so bad. Have you guys seen that meme of uh, yeah. Step Brothers? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Can we just become best friends? That is exactly how that feels. <laughs> he's just uh, he's just like, whoa. Now I'm now we need to stop Lex Luthor. You're like, oh, now we're on board with stopping Lex Luthor. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, I'll, I'll go save your mother. Martha won't die. I'm like, shut up. Like I don't care anymore. Shut up. You lost me. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I I thought the actors wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. There's you know? a lot of good things. Like um, it has, it reminds me a lot of Man of Steel. It has a lot of really good ideas in it, just horribly executed. Like uh, you know, I know off mic we've. Because, uh, like, we're big into movies. We've talked about one of the biggest things in Man of Steel that was awesome is Krypton. Krypton and Jor-El and Zod, great parts. Now, the rest of the movie is garbage. <laughs> That's the problem, though. And, and, like, for instance, Batman v Superman. Superman's barely in the movie. We're going, like, way into in-depth on this review now. <laughs> like, we went Star Wars straight into hating on Batman versus Superman. I don't mind though. We have to keep going. <laughs> we we have to let people know. Um, everyone needs to know. I, I know, like I've seen a few people post where they're like, "Civil War is definitely better," which I'm like, mm, "Civil War is not out. Calm down. Like, <laughs> hopefully it's better. It looks like it's gonna be better, but you know we'll see." Um, there's there's just more buildup to Civil War too. I, I mean, like yeah, they yeah. just threw Batman versus Superman. You know, my, my thing too, like, I know my wife said the same thing, but, like, to me, I'm like, you could have done that, and it would have been fine. But the thing is, is that there's just too many things that don't work. Like, Killer Bat, like, I know everyone loves Batman in it, because, let's be real, Batman is always awesome, no matter what. Yeah. But Batman using guns in the movie is just so off-putting, especially after, like, how iconic... Christopher Nolan's Batman is, you just see this one and you're like, why is he killing everyone? <laughs> why is he shooting people? <laughs> like, there, there's just so many bad things in it. And, and I know, like, uh, my, my buddy pointed out, like, which I really did not uh, even think about, he actually pointed out that the whole plot of Lex Luthor is actually completely useless and unnecessary in the movie. And he, and he went super in-depth on it, and you know, even though I really liked Lex Luthor, and I thought that it made sense that he was the he was realistically the thing behind everything. At the same time, you could definitely see that if he was not there, it still would have been the same. Because the thing was, is like, and, and that's like one big thing my buddy kept pointing out. He's like, in Batman v Superman, a lot of the movie is about trying to uh, Lex Luthor is trying to incriminate. Uh, Superman and taunt Batman and push Batman into fighting Superman. But the thing is, is that the whole time you're sitting there, and it's like these small things, like uh, there's like a shootout in Africa that Superman comes and saves Lois Lane, and uh, they have a, a Senate hearing about the about Africa, and he's like, the Senate doesn't care about Africa. We're the U.S. We don't care. First of all, secondly, why would that push Batman into fighting Superman? Metropolis was enough of a reason for him to fight Superman. Like, they kept insisting on putting these things to, like, be like, Batman needs more of a reason to fight Superman. You're like, no, he doesn't. Just destroying all of Metropolis was yeah. enough reason. Leveling one city in, in a grudge match was, was enough to drag him out and be like, all right. You know what made me laugh, though, is, like, you could tell that they heard all the criticism because every time they were fighting in the city, you would hear, like, for like no reason at all, it would be like CNN, uh, like Lois Lane looks at CNN um, and uh, it's when Batman and Superman are fighting and Anderson Cooper says, he's like, 
Apparently, Batman and Superman are in, uh, have entered a brawl. Uh, luckily, the building they're in is, uh, is compl uh, has, has no one in it. And you're like, oh, convenient there. <laughs> uh, which made me laugh, because I'm like, why would you ever report that? Like, uh, it just, it was ridiculous. Two superheroes are fighting each other. You, you don't need anything else. Um, to, to end my tirade on the movie. It's a good movie. Uh, like, I'm not going to say it's awful. It's good. Yes. I would definitely say, because I watched it for free, I would definitely say if I would have paid for it, I would have been very annoyed. But, you know, that that's my honest opinion. Like, I would, I'm even sitting here still thinking to myself, I'm like, am I going to purchase this? I don't own Man of Steel, and I don't feel like I need Man of Steel, and I feel like this one is the same way, where I'm just like, I don't, like, I've seen it, I don't need to rewatch it, I don't need to purchase this, but... Bat. Yeah, back, back to like the top thing. Star Wars, is, we've seen, what, five times in theaters, and I've watched it this past week. Uh, this past week I watched it like four times. I continue to watch this movie, so definitely tomorrow we're all buying Star Wars. I mean, up to two weeks ago I still saw Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, my theaters, like... My, my buddy uh, on Facebook, he actually, because um, his wife works for like a magazine, he got a review copy of uh, Star Wars, so he already owns it on Blu-ray, and he, and he posted it, and he said, and I'm still going to go watch it in theaters, because I have to, because, you know, I just want to see more of it. I love seeing it on the big screen, and I totally agree. It's like we're going to buy the movie tomorrow, plus the album. Dude, because while we drive home, we're gonna listen to the music. I'm gonna say it right now. <laughs> I'm hoping that when episode eight comes out, they do uh, the Marvel style and they do a you know episode uh, Force Awakens into it. Because I will totally go watch it that way. I will be sitting oh, there watching it. Yeah, I would love to watch them back to back. Moving Good. on though. <laughs> <laughs> After 20 minutes of this, uh, so um, uh, back. Last week we talked about uh, the Disney Lego minifigure set yeah. that's coming out. We got more information on the Disney Parks blog. Uh, we just showed it to James because he doesn't listen to the podcast. He, he's a jerk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, they announced that it, it is going to be three ninety nine, and uh, they're going to be coming out in May, which uh, I actually think is a lot sooner than I thought. I was thinking like June or something, but um, they said, of course, you can purchase them at you know stores like... They, I love the way they said it. They're like, you can purchase it at World of Disney, Disney Store, the Lego Store, and Disney Springs. I'm like, duh. <laughs> but, you know, it's going to be a, a big release. But, uh, you know, uh, like we said last week, we're very excited for this. I know I want to bring it up again. The one I, I really, I'm a big, like, Alice in Wonderland fan, like anyone that knows me. Not the Tim Burton one, the, 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 the good one. classic one, the Disney one. You know, um, I like the Tim Burton one. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> and, and I saw that in theaters, too. It, it looked really good in 3D, but it was a garbage movie in general, which I'm pretty sure the sequel will be too. But um, I, I'm really excited about the Cheshire Cat and the Alice in Wonderland, and I'm also excited for the Syndrome. Those are the three I want. Um, which ones are you guys looking forward to? I know Hunter said he wants uh, he wants them to do a new set that only has Bolt in it, because no, that's his God. favorite movie ever. <laughs> no, uh, for me? He wants Cody and Dylan Sprouse. That's what he wants. Yes. No, uh, for, <laughs> he wants for a me, Disney Channel set. For, for me, I think it's uh, Mr. Incredible and Genie and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm excited for Alice, Alice and uh, Buzz. That's kind of cool. I have Buzz, though. 
I, I know I, I said it, I said it a few like off mic, but I have uh, the Toy Story three Lego set of the Pizza Planet truck, so I have Buzz already. And I was, I I used to have him as a as a keychain till he fell apart. <laughs> Which ones are you looking for, James? Uh, I definitely like the Maleficent one. Um, and Syndrome. James loved the Maleficent movie, by the way. <laughs> I know it's we all know it's garbage, but he loves it. He loved it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm just excited too. Uh, mix and match them too it's a it's a good collector's item too yeah i i know like uh any well we're like obviously with the 20 minutes we just talked about star wars and batman v superman worst title ever movie um stitch is like why is well, he there well we're, well he's stitched that's why stitch is like um actually uh i do want to bring up because i know a lot of like disney fans hate on stitch if you really look at stitch though stitch is like a big property mm -hmm. and like the movie is fantastic. I know, like Elizabeth, my wife, we uh, we watched it with uh, my daughter the other day, and she, I didn't know she had never seen the movie all the way through, and she didn't realize it was that good. But um, like the thing is, is like everyone forgets because we hate Stitch so much now because he was shoved into our face so much. The thing is, is that Stitch was a great character and it was a great movie. The problem was, is that they frozened it. So as soon as they saw that people really loved him, they were shoving him down your throat. And like, that's kind of the thing you're getting now with like Frozen. Like you can see it already starting where people are starting to get this like distaste for it, where they're like, I don't want this at all. You know, I'm glad, uh, I mean, I'm surprised that um, Anna and Elsa is not there, you know, for I would say I'm glad to I'm see happy. Yeah, I'm I, I would say the one I'm most uh, surprised to see, though, is I was surprised to see Daisy in there. But then, uh, actually, now that I think of it, I'm not. Because, like, uh, I was listening to a podcast recently, and it was talking about... Um, actually, not even that. My uh, my Aunt Lynn, or our Aunt Lynn, who works at uh, <laughs> Disney World, she was talking about that uh, Daisy, because of uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, has shot up in popularity. And... Um, uh, that that actually explains why she's here because like of course like um, you know usually you don't see anything for Daisy because she's she's a small character she's really like a background character she's not even part of the Fab Four or Fab Five but she's shot up in popularity because of that show so that's why uh, I'm assuming that's why you're seeing her now in there um, I want to see you know Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope Ah, uh, yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would love to see more Wreck-It Ralph going on. What a Wreck-It! Actually, you know, an interesting thing about Zootopia, you know who uh, directed it? Zero. Rich Moore, yeah. the guy who did uh, Wreck-It Ralph. That's why Zootopia is so good. Seriously. You know, we talked about this earlier. Um, I'm surprised there's, like, no princess, like, um, any yeah. legal, something like that. You, all you get is Ariel, and that's it. Um, I'm assuming that you'll get more later. But uh, I think, like, looking at this list, it looks kind of like it's, like, they're really hitting it with, like, the big ones. You know, mm -hmm. the uh, the big ones that people are are going to want. Where's Dumbo? I know, though, like, <laughs> I know a big thing with Lego is, like, they love to, um, like, they let their designer. they're kind of like, their designers are kind of like uh, Imagineers. So they let their designers decide. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's what happened, is they were like, which characters would you want to see? And they let their Lego people say, oh, I want to see... Syndrome. I want to see Mr. Incredible. Right. You know? I love that we're like <laughs> trying to figure out the thought process behind it. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> anyway, um, so those will be out in May. So be on the lookout for those. Especially, I know we said it last time. It, 
at Target stores, they're going to be hard to find. So if you find them, like, purchase as many as you can. Um, into our useless updates. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, for um, March Magic, for any of you keeping up, which I am, um, so in a surprise, uh, we're on our, um, what do they call it? The uh, um, Dream 4 or something? No, I think it was Dream 8. Oh, man. Now I'm forgetting it. Uh, filling in the, the magic, void. The magic four or something? I don't know. I don't know. I just called it Final Four. Man! These jerks. Uh, the Final Four? <laughs> yeah, I forget what they call it. Because um, they have like a different name for each one. For each week. Anyway, well, they didn't seem to put it on the Disney Parks block. Whatever. Um, but anyway. <laughs> after all that time I wasted. All right, so in a surprise, though, uh, we're on our final four for the, uh, you know, March Magic. And for Disneyland, we've got, you know, returning favorites and always, you know, perpetual favorites, Caribbean cannonballs. And the newcomer, uh, which, as they put it, the Cinderella story mm -hmm. is Haunted Mansion Holiday. And then over on Walt Disney World, the biggest upset, I think, is the fact that Space Mountain Blast beat out Gracie Manor. So Haunted Mansion is officially out. So uh, you've got Space Mountain Blast and the Tower of Terror bellhops now. And I did not see this. Especially Gracie Manor ghouls were last year's champs. Yeah. So to see them out already, it's just like, man, I did not see that happening. Let me just say really quick, it's because everyone loves a good underdog story. Apparently. I'm actually, because it makes me worry just a little bit for, uh, for, for uh, pirates, even though in reality I think pirates will destroy them. Yeah, I just, I feel, I feel like it's pirates. <laughs> like, I, I uh, in these choices, it's like, it's pirates. I think it's going to be pirates and blast, honestly. Yeah, that's, how I think, that's how I see it going down. With they, pirates reclaiming they only pick one per park, or is it one per everything? No, it was, uh, so you start out with 32 uh, attractions, and then uh, each week they cut them in half. So uh, then it went down to 16, last week was 8, now we're at the final four. And then the final two, it'll be one for each coast, so uh, they'll go up against each other. Oh, okay. So right now, um, for Disneyland, representing Disneyland, you've got what uh, I already voted on it because it was for yesterday, but it was Haunted Mansion Holiday versus uh, Caribbean Cannonballs. And then on the west co or the east coast, you've got Tower of Terror Bell hops against Space Mountain Blast. Who do you see coming in at, uh, for the final two? Um, I, I haven't been to... Well, well, no. It's, oh, you don't have to be there. It's a voting thing. You know I, these I would rights. Totally, I would totally... So choose, like I like Haunted Mansion Holiday, and um, podcast over. No, <laughs> and uh, Tower of Terror. I would say he's going. He's going for a full Cinderella. Yeah, you, like, you are really going for a Cinderella story. Like realistically, <laughs> Walt Disney World, like they're like uh, these two to be at the finals. Like they are, they are kind of the underdogs. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I want to say Space Mountain was at the end last year. Uh, last year too, but yeah, definitely the two you chose. Those would be the underdogs. Like I That's said, nice. I I agree with Hunter. I think it's gonna be Pirates versus uh, Space Mountain, which is a hard choice because Space Mountain is my favorite coaster. 
But I will say it's easier since it's Disney World's Space Mountain, which I don't like as much. That's how we pick in this family. Yeah. <laughs> which pirates is it? Is it is it the good pirates or, or that terrible one they've got in Florida? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why I, that's why I'm surprised to see Haunted Mansion out because their Haunted Mansion, you know, I'm sorry to say it, is better. It looks it's better awesome. and it's a better ride. Um, but yeah, they're out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Who do you see, George? I agree with James actually. You want the underdogs? You want, you want. Sorry, you can both get off. <laughs> this is your floor. <laughs> <laughs> this is your floor. Now, you know, um, we'll, we'll see what happens, though, since we're, apparently, we're, each one of us uh, are on the half seas. Um, so, uh, to move on, though, uh, they announced D-Tech's got some new styles to it, and uh, personally, I'm in love. Like, so the first set that they showed was uh was Zootopia which I was like eh you know uh I kind of assumed cool whatever. the second set however which they said was for Disney fans which uh when you see them you're like these are definitely for Disney fans they are Disney Parks trash cans <laughs> and like you see them and you're like this is only a Disney fan would love to see a trash can on their phone case yeah. Uh, one thing I will say though, and I this is the same critique that my wife and I have about like the salt and pepper shakers, is that these aren't real Disney, uh, you know, trash cans. Because what these are, these are like trash cans that represent a land or something, but um, they're not like the real deal ones. Like for instance, you know, one I know that they would definitely sell out of if they sold it would be New Orleans Square trash can. Mm. And mind you, all realistically, it's just a baby blue color but that's an iconic like trash can for disneyland fans but this is it's still really yeah. cool i mean they unveil it you're, you're probably saying that I, i'm sitting here like so oh. i guess i gotta get my iphone yeah i, I will definitely like say i would definitely say like looking at them most of them are disney world designs the matterhorn though that's that's a real deal disneyland design yeah, yeah. um the tomorrowland one too that's our tomorrowland because the symbol that they use that's our tomorrowland yeah. But it's funny because even though that's our Tomorrowland symbol, that's not on our trash cans in Tomorrowland. <laughs> so I'm like, it's like confusing. Like, I, I'm kind of hoping that they redo the trash cans to look more like these so that they are more iconic. Yeah. But um, like I said, I would love to see New Orleans Square be one of them. Even though it's a very plain one, I would love, that's the one that uh, I bet you most Disney fans But yeah, but, but at the same rate, people know what it is like, hey, where'd you yeah. get that? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like like I've said before. I have a I have a cast member pin of uh, the uh, New Orleans Square trash can, and my grandma had given it uh, to my mom, and my mom gave it to me, and that's one that whenever people see my pins, like uh, for pin trading, they always want uh, automatically as soon as they see it. They're like, I need this one, and I'm like, No, it's <laughs> not, not gonna happen. happen. It's like my it's like my partner's forty uh, fifth uh, Disneyland forty fifth anniversary. You're not getting it. Like that's no. However, anyone out there who wants, uh, <laughs> already knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> it will be the end of your life. <laughs> anyone who wants Hunter's, uh, um, alien, uh, what is it? Alien encounter? <laughs> A- extraterrestrial. I swear to all things holy, it will be the last thing you do. <laughs> right when I looked at Hunter, I knew he knew what I was about to say. <laughs> Uh, to move on, though, um, some of the other D-Tech designs that they posted, um, which I really love, too, they're, uh, they're 28th and Main designs, 
But uh, they're like, they're actually ones that are on the shirts, but um, one thing I will say is that these are actually like, you know, perfect for a Disney fan. Like one of them is for Progress City, which anyone that knows, that's what Epcot was supposed to be. And, and then you've got like Penny Arcade. I love, I love that they have the Penny Arcade as one of them. That was cool, yeah. Yeah, that one's really cool. I want the uh, Disneyland Railroad. Yeah, the Disneyland Railroad logo, that's an awesome one to, for them to have on there. Um, LeFou's Le Brew. <laughs> LeFou's Brew is actually really good. Um, it's, uh, I know there's, some people are gonna hate me for it, but, uh, you know, um, Butterbeer is garbage. It is garbage. Yeah, everybody's like, it's too sweet, what is this? <laughs> well, no, everyone always tells me how good it is, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, if, uh, you don't have teeth, it is. <laughs> Because you take one sip of it and you're like, I need to call my dentist now. <laughs> my teeth are itchy and hurting. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. Like, it's butterscotch. That's all it, like, it's almost like you're drinking straight butterscotch. And it's just bad. <laughs> I need to make an appointment for tomorrow. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, to move into the parks, though, um, we're going to start off at Disneyland because that's our home. Uh... <laughs> At Disneyland, or Disney California Adventure, they just introduced, uh, actually a little bit of sad news. We're gonna give a moment of silence for, uh, Superhero HQ, which closed April 1st. But, uh, Spidey and, uh, Captain America have made their introduction at Hollywoodland in, uh, Disney California Adventure. And, uh, they actually took over exactly where I thought. I, I think we said it, too, right? Yeah. That we thought he, they were going to take over the spot that uh, Monsters, Inc.'s meet, meet and greet was, which they have. Um, I will say, like, the theming is kind of crummy. Like, you, you could see it in the video. We watched a video of it. The theming is kind of crummy, but I do like that they're, like, it's more open for you to meet them. Especially seeing Captain America back out because, of course, Civil War is about to come out. Yeah. Now, when are, they, when, when are we getting our Iron Man meet and greet is what I'm saying. I will say, um, also to bring back the point of, uh, you know, our redo of Hollywoodland, I want to thank Bob Iger for listening to me, because he definitely put them right where I thought he was, right? Yeah. I just want to point out. I want to thank you, and I want to say, when are we getting our Iron Man meet and greet? Because we've seen that he's a walk-around character for the, you know, the uh, Avengers run, so it's like, when is he going to actually come into the park? And, you know, what, what we've seen with, like, Kylo Ren and Darth Vader, we know they can talk. So, like, it would be easy to do the Iron Man voice. Oh. I think the real question, though, is do you do, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s voice? Or do you do, like, a more, like, you know, kind of um, what they do for, like, uh, you know, like the show and stuff? I'm guessing they would go for Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Yeah, because that's who you recognize. Ky have to. Well, Kylo Ren and Darth Vader, it's definitely their voices. So, I I'm going to assume that they'll go real deal with it. But you know what? This makes me happy because we saw the video and immediately it was the first thing I said. I was like, so how much do you get paid to be a Spider-Man guy? Because I will run around there doing all sorts of flips and stuff and probably hurting myself on the job to be Spider-Man. That that's a superhero. I specifically love that he talks. Yeah. It's like someone asks you to do a backflip. All right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, man. Please, I, I want to hear, hear, like, the little sarcastic quips he has. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's, part of the, that's part of the thrill of being Spider-Man. It's getting to be a little sarcastic yeah. with people. To, to be, yeah. And, and it's true. Um, also, we got a... Uh, 
an awful update from Disney Parks blog. Uh, it said, um, where's BB-8 at or something like that? And it had a, uh, they posted this picture. It's got BB-8 looking out um, from a gate to like dirt. We understand it's Star Wars land because um, as we discussed last week, when I was there, I took pictures of it from the parking structure and it's exactly, that's where he is. That's a cool photo. But yeah, I think it's a cool photo op, uh, especially for you know us as Star Wars fans. Um, so to me, like, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's cool, but yeah. Pile of dirt. I, I do, <laughs> pile of dirt. yeah. I do like that they're trying to pretend like they're just starting, because I know like um, we're about to talk about it. But uh, Disney Hollywood Studios has actually like started their construction already for their Star Wars land, and um, you know the thing is, is like like we had said before, they had officially announced that Star Wars land would break ground in April, uh, April like first for both sides but then like us as disneyland fans we're going to disneyland in march going no you <laughs> have obviously already started but whatever they think we're dumb <laughs> maybe that's why they were going at such a snail pace for so long they're like we gotta make it look yeah. like we haven't been doing anything i think so but at the same time it's like you know you know our star wars land is gonna open first because ours is already like you see it they're already way ahead yeah they've already they've already flattened the land and stuff they're they, ready. Yeah, they've already flattened the backstage. They, they've got construction already going through there. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, though, uh, I saw on Inside the Magic, they, and this is moving into our Disney World news, but Disney Hollywood Studios officially closed uh, Streets of America like they promised, and uh, now they've got construction walls. And the first thing we noticed on these construction walls is it was very familiar because <laughs> anyone that went to Disney California Adventure for the five years that they were building uh, Buena Vista Street and Cars Land know that this is the exact same style that they did. They did the 19, like, uh, well, I want to say like 1930s styling of uh, the Disney characters. Mm -hmm. But I, I do love seeing them like that. It's um, hilarious. I do understand that, um, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, you know, we were the ones that invented it. Of course, Disney Hollywood Studios is set in that time period. And, you know, a big thing is that, of course, like with our marquee entrance and stuff, Disney California Adventure actually stole a lot of that from Hollywood Studios. But, you know, the thing is, is that um, ours is just better. better. No. <laughs> it was the most evil one up, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, the thing is, is that for ours, like, it's more, it, it makes better. sense. <laughs> well, it makes sense. Because, like, um, you know, one criticism I would give is that right now, Disney Hollywood Studios is super in, like, a what is their theme idea because it's like the the whole concept is so it's like 1920s uh you know los angeles or hollywood when you're coming up uh the main you know the main yeah. park but mm -hmm. then they've got this huge stage and they've got star wars characters walking in front of great movie ride already ruining that <laughs> so you're just like i don't understand what your theme actually is it seems to be just whatever <laughs> it, it's you know what at best Disney Hollywood Studios right now is universal. It's just Ooh. a bunch of stuff thrown together a... with no theme or no care of if they belong together. Well, I, I agree with you that it's like all thrown up in there. But I think that's kind of a low blow. To make it, it is a low blow. It's but gonna, gonna hurt a little. Yeah, it is a low blow, but I, I just want to say it because it's like, I understand that. But the thing is, is that at the same time, I also understand that Disney Hollywood Studios has a bright future ahead of it. Yeah. While Universal Orlando uh, doesn't care that 
thematically they don't make any sense. They just keep, you know, drudging along with these idiots on Twitter going, They're so much better right now! <laughs> That's exactly how it is. I know, I talked about, I had like a huge like Twitter feud with one guy, because he was talking about how great they are and, you know, they're blah blah blah. And I'm just like, you're... That park, first of all, is garbage. <laughs> like, without the without Diagon Alley, that park is garbage. And that, mind you, that's with me loving their Springfield. That right. park is garbage. I've said it before, all of their attractions, I don't need. Like, I could never, I, if I never had, if I never went on uh, Simpsons Ride, Men in Black, uh, Transformers, E.T., or uh, Revenge of the Mummy again, I, w I would live my life the same way I live it now. These are not things that I'm like, you have to see them. Well, Diagon that. Alley, I will definitely say, you, you have to see that. That's a, gr that's a great area, but other than that, garbage. It's true, because we haven't been to Florida in, what, just about two years now. And I have had no itch to go back into Universal. I've had the itch to go back to, to Disney World multiple times. Well, um, like I said uh, last week even, you know, I went, uh, I went in January and... You know, we were asked, do you guys want to go to um, Universal? And we went, nah, nah. we don't want to waste our time. <laughs> we have four days out here. We're going to spend all four at Disney World. It was, and it was for free too, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> um, so uh, one, one thing, though, with the construction walls I wanted to point out is, um, I, I would say, like, contrary to what we thought. So we all assumed that um, Streets of America was going to be Star Wars. Which I know we talked about, the big issue there is that in the middle of that is Muppets. Right. So it was, what's going to happen with Muppets? Um, what it appears, uh, it appears that we were all wrong. Because uh, <laughs> they put on the walls um, some concept art. And it's, they revealed that Streets of America is going to be Toy Story Land now. Which, you know, from what we were hearing before... It was actually supposed to be like, uh, you know, not the whole Streets of America. Streets of America was supposed to be Star Wars, and then, you know, that where like uh, Backlot Tour and all that was supposed to be uh, Toy Story. So, to me, they really just let us know that Toy Story is a lot bigger than we thought it was going to be. Um, and in the uh, in the concept art, though, they of course have like the map that they originally showed at D23. But um, one interesting thing is they showed like a whole Buzz Lightyear area on it. And my criticism, like I, I like I criticized originally, it has like a 20 foot tall Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't need that. I don't like the idea of it being like, you're in the, you're the size of a toy now. I'm like, no, I don't care. Uh, That's not very farm. <laughs> like, like I, like I said off my, it, it looks cool, right? I meant crappy. <laughs> very farm. You're, you're dumb. Jay's yeah. <laughs> is just like, no. No. Just stop. Uh, no, like I said off mic, though, this, the, the Buzz Lightyear area looks really good. You're right. Having this ginormous Buzz Lightyear makes zero sense, but... To be honest, you know what the Buzz Lightyear area looks like? It looks like their garbage Tomorrowland. Wow. <laughs> Another no. cheap shot. Another one. Doesn't man. it, though? Like, look at... Really look at it. It looks like their... It looks like their Tomorrowland. Is there gonna be pizza there? <laughs> <laughs> they had, dude. Um, that was one thing we did talk about. They had um, Pizza Planet there, but Pizza Planet is uh, rumored to be reopening uh, later this year as Muppets. And the map, kind of, the new map that they showed on Inside the Magic, 
does kind of confirm that, which is kind of upsetting, but, um, cause like the whole thing, yeah, here's like a better picture, but, um, like the whole thing is like, uh, in the new map, uh, that also came out with this, you can clearly see that half of the park is now gone because Streets of America is gone. The yeah. whole backlot area is gone. But one thing you notice is that you've got, um, Star Tours and then you've got, uh, the Muppet area and you can tell that that's split in the middle, like like we were just saying. So it's like, if Streets of America and Backlot are now going to be Toy Story, that means that the other side is gonna be Star Wars. Right. Which means that there is a chance that Muppets is gonna stay here, which it looks like it is, because realistically they would've closed it anyway, because no one goes on it. But uh, like Muppets is like perfectly situated in between them, almost just like as its own mini land. So there's a rumor that when uh, Pizza Planet reopens, because Pizza Planet is actually, it's uh, like right here, uh -huh. um, that it's gonna be a Muppet themed restaurant, which I wouldn't mind. But, um, you know, realistically to me, I, I'm very surprised to see it's still there. Because, yes. like I said, it's straight in the middle, but the thing is, is that it looks like now, looking at the new map, that Toy Story is gonna be that whole other side, and then on the other side of Muppets, it's gonna be Star Wars Land. I know it sounds stupid, but that's that's okay by me because at least now we're getting some small sense of like theming going on here. Yeah, I feel like it feels like more they're more going into a Disney California Adventure theming yeah. where it's like you know this is Hollywood um, for like the uh, like it's the Hollywood in your mind, not a real studio. It's you know which uh, there's a lot of talk that they're gonna drop this studio name, but. Uh, you know, the thing, uh, actually there was a huge upset about that. Cause there was a rumor hit that they were gonna rename it uh, Disney, what was it? It was like Disney Hollywood Adventure. And like that <laughs> name got so just shut down by Twitter and Facebook that um, they actually like, uh, I think it was Bob Iger that specifically in an interview said that that's, that name is not going forward. And I was just like, it made me laugh cause it was like for him to actually say that. Like, you knew, like, the, the talk online was strong. If you've got your CEO coming in and being like, that's not, that's not happening. It's Disney Hollywood Studios. You know why? Because it turns out that it's like, it's like, so why don't we just rename it Disney's Florida Adventure and be done with it? <laughs> Nothing in it actually matches up Florida. Theme. I know, but I'm saying, though, you know, like, like if you're going to put adventure in there. Well, I mean, the big argument about Disney California Adventure is, you know, when it really comes down to it, it's in California. <laughs> they're they're trying to show you like nostalgic things about California, but it's like I'm in California. I'll go see them if I want. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. Relive the carefree days of piers with uh, coasters on them. They still have piers with coasters on them. I could go down to Santa Monica and ride the their stupid rides. I'm just not willing to risk my life on them. Is all. Yeah. I'll pay money to ride the ride. Don't do that either. Our hate. Our hate is so strong on this podcast. I feel like we just need like a cut of like Palpatine. Yes. <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. Power. I don't know. That's a, a great thing about DCA is that I don't have to go see those things. Yeah, I, I don't have to sit in traffic to see these things. Well, I think like... Disney California Adventure now has a better, it has a better look and a better theming to it. Because the thing is, is that 
when they throw all that money in it, you get more of a sense of that, you know, yeah, it's still got the same idea that this is like, you know, a nostalgic tour through California. You still feel it's like, okay, but you know, I'm fine with it, the way it looks, because it, it looks great. Um, it hits you more with nostalgia now. Because mm -hmm. like a big thing before was like California, the tourist destination. But it was like, I'm in California, the tourist destination. Because like, for instance, the opening area was set up to look like a postcard. Yeah. Why? I don't I mean, need you to show me what a, what a 50 cent, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, garbage postcard would look like as an entrance area because I don't, I can purchase an, a postcard. <laughs> Granted, I do, I do very much miss my obnoxiously large letters. Condor Flats was like, it was an ugly area. It, it looked like <laughs> oh, a rundown, yeah, it, it looked like a rundown, um, you know, uh, airport and you know now with it being part of a uh, grizzly peak perfectly themed especially it it hits you right with the redwood stuff yeah. and then hollywood backlot now is hollywood land putting it more into a you know a nostalgic version of hollywood which explains why the muppets are there because no one gives a crap about it yeah it's not even open it's so. uh, yeah it's, it's technically it's technically not there right now but um uh yeah like and I will say, you know, I know we, we joke a lot about the Muppets, but, like, I understand the Muppets. I understand people's love of them. But it's that thing where it's just, like, it's not a big, it's not a big enough uh, sector, you know? It's like the first movie. You yeah. guys aren't famous anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, that's just, it, it is the sad part of it. But it's just, and I know a lot of people are upset at, um, you know, I, I know I've said it before, but it's like, if we're going to keep Muppets going... We need to do. We need to do a, a new one, and I know like uh, the hate online is already for it because they're like, oh, you can't you can't ever replace the Muppet Vision because that was the last thing Jim Henson directed before he died, and it's like, okay, but eventually it's gonna have to move on or Muppets in general will die. That's how it works. I thought like, it was already dead. <laughs> the the show definitely got a season two for no reason but um yeah like you know it's that thing it's like disney it's like Di walt disney himself said disneyland is not a museum it's about you know things are always changing yeah. things are always evolving that's why when people get mad the the rivers of america are changing how dare they do this to us it's like you have to understand change happens you have it, to have change yeah you know um good change though that's that's a big it's, it's just a big thing that happens you you have to accept it now um moving past our super long discussion on <laughs> theming here um we really we really hit disney hollywood studios hard on that yeah um no one cool thing though uh to add more onto the star wars being everywhere is captain phasma is now walking around as a character and uh, I actually think this is looks awesome. It is. And, and especially she comes out with the stormtroopers and she commands them. So to me, like, even though she's a garbage character, this is a cool thing to see. I noticed that pun there. Yes. <laughs> she is a garbage character. Because she went in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Trash compactor? Yeah. I think there is. <laughs> you know there is. <laughs> um, to move... Uh, back a second though um i did want to discuss uh it was announced um earlier this week that uh 
the Perry's uh, World Showcase Adventure actually is getting an update, which I'm uh, I'm happy to see because like so what they announced is that uh, no longer will you uh, be using the phone, which uh, they had as an acronym standing for Field Operative uh, Notification Equipment. Guests now can play it using just their personal smartphone since you know phones are so uh, you know so big and so smart now and. Um, so the whole thing is that, uh, um, as they put it, guests of all ages can join Agent P, aka the secret agent, alter ego of Phineas and Ferb's pet, Perry the Platypus, to help thwart some of Dr. Doofenshmirtz's uh, most daringly evil plots around the world uh, in the World Showcase. So uh, you're recruit, uh, you get recruited and uh, you go on these missions in the Mexico Pavilion, China Pavilion, Germany Pavilion, Japan Pavilion, France Pavilion, and United Kingdom Pavilions to help uh, Perry stop Doofenshmirtz. So this is a free thing that they, they've been doing this for a while. Um, I, like I said, I love seeing the update because, you know, anytime there's an update, perfect. My one thing I would complain about is that it's still Phineas and Ferb because, as we all know, Phineas and Ferb ended. So it's like, at what point are we... Like, especially seeing an update like this, it's like, so that means this is going to be here another five years at least. So it's like, you know, at the same time you're like, but the show ended this, or last year, so how much longer are you going to keep, you know, hitting on this show that's not there anymore? They don't even show it on Disney Channel anymore. How dare they? <laughs> well, it's on Disney XD, but whatever. But, like, what do you guys feel about it, though? I mean, we're... If if this update would have come two years ago or so, cool. But it's true. You know, you're using a property that now is over, and even though we all like it, and there are still little kids that like it, this new generation gonna be like, what? might be like, you know, I don't remember that show as much. What is that? Yeah, I mean, I have people all the time tell me they don't uh, know about Star Wars. So I mean, <laughs> I I've had a I've had quite a few people who are like 20 years old telling me that they've never seen any of the Star Wars, they've only seen the newest one. Which I'm just like, okay, well at least you're fixing that. But, <laughs> but you, you still, you, you don't start at number seven. You just, I mean... It, it is a standalone, so you can, but it's just awful. You start at four. <laughs> yeah, you start at four. You go four, five, six, then seven, eight, nine. <laughs> and then if you, if you decide to see what a, what a movie shouldn't look like, one, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> <laughs> and seven <laughs> and eight, eight, nine. eight nine and all the standalone films that are coming out <laughs> yeah no but, you know like, like I said it, it is annoying but at the same time it's nice to see updates going on especially with like you know the especially the as much construction is going on and um, finally though uh, it was announced that April 10th Fast Pass Plus will get a much needed update um, so no longer will you have to book Fast Pass Pluses at kiosks around the park. You can now use the My Disney Experience uh, app as of April 10th to uh, get yourself new Fast Passes. So the way it works is uh, when you book a Fast Pass, you get three Fast Passes automatically. Even if you only want one, they give you three because they have to be difficult. <laughs> You're going to get one ride you want and probably two rides you'll never need it for. 
you know, something like, oh, I want this for Big Thunder Mountain. And then they're like, okay, well, here's one for Festival of Fantasy, which makes no, actually, that's not true anymore. But, <laughs> you know, uh, back at, well, yeah, it'll be like, here's one for uh, Mickey's Philharmagic. And then they'll give you another one for like Dumbo or something. And you're like, but I don't need these. Or like Carousel of Progress. You're like, there's no line. Like, I don't need a Fast Pass Plus, but whatever. Um, so the way it works is you get the three. After you use the three, you're given, uh, you get the chance to get another one, a fourth one. And then after you use that, you can get another one. Um, before you had to go to kiosks and a cast member had to book them for you. But now they've changed it so that um, you can actually do it by yourself with the app. Which gives it more, it's, you know, I like to see that Mr. Iger is obviously listening to our complaints <laughs> about Fast Pass Plus, and he's trying to steer them more in the direction, but this is still garbage. It's, it's like one of those weird updates where you're like, well, okay, you're, you're starting to get it, but... You're still not there. You're still messing me up on my trip. Oh yeah, one thing too that I can totally agree with uh, as a complaint, before, if uh, you tried to cancel a Fast Pass you would have to cancel all three. They have now changed it so you can do individual cancellations instead of all three. So that's good to see. That's 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 a huge plus. Yeah. A fast pass plus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like we said before though, like uh, and, and you know, I I grow tired of saying it all the time, but Fast Pass Plus the easiest thing they could have done is it could have just been a digital version of Fast Pass. Mm -hmm. You know, I like the idea of it reacting the same way as FastPass does now at Disneyland, where I go there, I get the FastPass, I scan it to my Magic Band, and on my app I can see the time for it, and, you know, that's it. And, yeah. and then when I come back, I use the Magic Band and go in. Like, that's the easiest way to do this. This is, like, the most complicated, uh, basically shutting you out way they could have done this. It's, it's, a. Uh... They're trying to control, in my opinion, they're trying to control what rides you can and can't go on to make, to force you to spend more days there. It's Perhaps. Like evil business. Realistically, though, Disney World, like, isn't like Disneyland. Disneyland, like, you could, uh, you could quite honestly be there all day and not ride every ride. I would definitely say, this is my biggest complaint about every Universal Park and the Disney World Parks, is that there are not enough attractions, so if you're there all day, you could ride every single thing in yeah. one day. And, and that's the problem. It, like, you know, Fast Pass makes it so that it's harder. That's, for instance, that's why at Soren and uh, Test Track at Epcot, those get like two hour lines because those are the only thrill attractions. I know Mission Space is there, but that's garbage. Uh, <laughs> needs to go. <laughs> Bring back Horizons, just 188. But, uh, you know, like, that's, that's just how it is. <laughs> I just, I, I know in the future they're going to fix that. You could choose any of the rides instead of, you know, with that little combo. Well, it has to happen because have to. Mr. Iger is obviously listening. Yeah. <laughs> you are on the right track, Bob, but <laughs> just, just a little more. So that's going to do it for us this week. We hope you guys enjoyed that. Um... Like always, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Spreaker if you're if you're into that. And uh, you know, seriously, thank you guys for listening. Um, I know last week our episode came out pretty late, 
that's my fault. Uh, I promise to get this one out quicker. But uh, like always, you can follow me on any social media. I'm at Geo Disney. That's G I O Disney. George. You can follow me on Instagram, J182. I was hoping he would say you uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Disney Guy24 or on Twitter at Hunter3GATM. Any more complicated ones you want out there, Hunter? Or sure. No. <laughs> Uh, I just have my personal Facebook. I don't have anything. You don't need to know him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, we want to thank you guys again. Uh, like like we said, we, we see a lot of shooting up in our episodes. Uh, I know I talked about it last week. I love that like the past few weeks, I've been seeing a surge in like older episodes popping up. So we want to thank you guys for uh, apparently liking what you're hearing and going back and listening back to the... To those bad first episodes yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm actually at a point now where when I because like I'm backlogged so like if I listen to like uh, you know like episode 14 I'm just like we are awful <laughs> <laughs> uh, no you know what and we've also hit episode 25 another you know mild milestone there and I like it yeah, yeah. and you know uh, we do want to say since it's April we are a month away from season two's uh, you know so we're we're almost to the we're almost to the season finale and then the uh, season opener. Yeah. We're not gonna cliffhang you like uh, the Walking Dead decided to do last night. <laughs> I don't watch the show, but I know what happened, and that was evil. <laughs> it really was. Uh, yeah, but you know, thank you again. Thank you, Dave. Yes. Uh, thank you eternally, Th Dave, for uh, being a fan. I, and I know I got some new people on uh, on Twitter that were uh, favoriting when I posted the new one. Uh, other than the Disney guy. Or no, it's a 3G ATM hunter. <laughs> hey, don't hate on me. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, thank you guys. Um, we're, we're very grateful. Uh, you can uh, go on to my blog, too, if you want. That's... Uh, geodisney.blogspot.com I, I have been updating that so you can see uh, some of my opinions if you want to see my hatred in written form. Uh, really quick, Mr. Iger, we're still waiting for our job offers to help you out. And we also want to put it out that uh, Mr. Iger, contact us if you want to be on the show and be the mouse. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love that. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, purchase Star Wars. Yes. yes, Star Wars comes out. You'll probably get this tomorrow. So, uh, <laughs> Star Wars is out now. Go get it now. <laughs> but uh, what, what else? Uh, I also wanted to say thank you to Nathan because I know he listens and he even goes on the social media to hate on whatever opinion I threw out there. <laughs> For instance, me maybe saying something like take out Tower of Terror from Hollywoodland in DCA. <laughs> I know for a fact he stated on Facebook that he was with me all the way to that point. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way, but I w I'm saying a full redo. Though I will say, I do feel like you could leave it. You could you could leave it and just be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, that's just universal storytelling, oh. and I refuse to do that. <laughs> so uh, once again, though, thank you, thank you guys for listening uh, to our constant bashing on everything. <laughs> We went into, we're getting into new ter territory, hating on Batman v Superman and Zack Snyder. But uh, <laughs> seriously, thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys, uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Adios. Later. Bye.
Take a dance.